Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. I'm your host today, Pastor Neil Radical, and Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity in Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Glad you could listen in today. Our devotion is based on Genesis 2, verse 24, the second chapter of the Bible. We read, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. A little bit of the background here. Again, in the second chapter of the book, first book of the Bible, Genesis means beginning, and we have the very first four words, in the beginning God, and it talks about in chapter one what he created in the very beginning of time as we know it, the history of the world. We know God is eternal, and he created time and the beginning of time when he created light in those six days of creation. And on day six, it says very specifically in chapter two, on the same day he created all the beasts of the field and insects and creeping things, all those things he created. He also created created especially Adam. He formed out of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. He had Adam name all the animals still there on day six. And you might think of that according to species. They hadn't... uh, given the different um, subspecies yet in the sense of the diff- like different breeds of dogs and so forth. You might think of that. So he's naming all the animals and realizing that he has no c- compatible partner. He has no other mate, so to speak. And so the idea here is that God teaches Adam what he is lacking. And so he causes a deep sleep to fall on Adam and creates Eve out of Adam's rib, one of Adam's ribs. And ultimately, we see Adam very excited about this mate who God brings to Adam as his wife. How do we know that they were joined in marriage? Genesis 2.24, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. God had the plan that Adam and Eve were going to have children, and this general idea of marriage is brought in here the husband and wife concept, and they shall become one flesh. That's the idea, is that they are one in body, mind, and spirit. One flesh, that idea of how God looks upon the marriage. And so this is an important verse when it comes to leaving one's household, leave the father and mother, you're starting a new family unit. Certainly you take the godly advice of a father and mother, as we talked about in connection with the fourth commandment a few podcasts ago. But here we see in connection with the sixth commandment, as we'll be talking about later on today, what God plans to protect. And that's marriage, what he institutes all the way in the garden before the fall into sin. In chapter three, we see the fall into sin and the consequences that Lord brings on them, but also promising them a savior from their sin who would be born from a descendant of Adam and Eve, as we know Jesus Christ, our savior. That line of promise can be traced throughout the Bible. We see that in Matthew chapter one, tracing that genealogy from Adam and Eve down to Jesus, our savior, God's promise fulfilled in our Lord, forgiving the sins, of not only our first parents, but every one of the parents that follows them, every one of the descendants of Adam and Eve, the Lord has brought forgiveness for us all. And that's what we can continue to rejoice in, that through Christ's work on the cross, living and dying and being that perfect sacrifice for our sins, he has brought through his flesh life 
and immortality to light through the gospel. So ultimately, Romans makes a very clear point there in Romans 5 and 6, where he talks about through, by one man, death spread to all flesh, all mankind. And through one man, we have that justification. We have that forgiveness and reconciliation through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 5 of this relationship we have now with our God and Savior. He pictures it as a, a wonderful unity, a union between our bridegroom, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Christian Church of all believers, his bride, who he sacrificed himself to give us that joy of our heavenly reunion with him for all time. What a joy it is to look forward to this because of our Lord Jesus and how we can appreciate our the marriage here on earth as we see that running spouse that the Lord has potentially blessed us with and how we can encourage others to continue to run together to see that end goal of that finish line with our Lord Jesus and eternal life with all believers. May the Lord bless us and keep us as we remember God's institution of marriage, the, the importance of it, the joys of it, and also the forgiveness that we see that's needed for it as well when we all fall into different types of sin. May the Lord bless us always. In his saving name we pray. Amen. For weekly updates and reminders, just a reminder tonight, Wednesday, as we look at September 15th, there will be no 7 p.m. online Bible class. We continue during this month of September to have a variety of different meetings during that time. Tonight we are continuing with our congregational meeting, our second meeting. That will be from 7 to 8.30 p.m. tonight as we continue to explore and discuss the topic of the choir policy here at Emanuel High School and study more up on that. Uh, next week, also, we will not be having online Bible class because I will be also having uh, a meeting with the new school member families again. So uh, hopefully in October, we'll be able to resume those ongoing midweek online studies. This coming weekend, we are starting our weekend schedule. So we have Sunday school after our Saturday evening service at 7 p.m. So we church service Saturday night at 6 p.m., Sunday school and Bible class at 7 p.m., also with our Sunday school installation. And Sunday we'll have our 9 a.m. Bible class, followed by our worship service at 10 a.m. Again, Sunday school installation on Sunday also. So please do come and check that out. We're going to be starting a series on what is membership, and look forward to that discussion. Last weekend in the congregational email we sent out that study so that you could take a look at it ahead of time if you'd like. End of this month, September 30th to October 3rd, we have the Fall Man Up Retreat. If you're looking for more information on that, there's still time to sign up, men. Manup.clclutheran.org if you're interested in attending. If you have any other questions on that, please let me know. Also at our council meeting last night, the council and deacons approved that Saturday, October 16th at 10 a.m. we'll be prepping for the sanctuary, prepping the sanctuary for the installation of the carpet, which is that following week, October 18th through 22nd. They'll be starting on Monday. Uh, and after church, we continue to um, those two weekends of the 16th and 17th and 23rd to 24th, so council and deacons approved that we, we're going to need to meet in the MPF for the worship services those two weekends because of the, in connection with the pew movement and all that for the preparations of the sanctuary carpeting. So those two weekends, October 16th, 17th, and October 23rd and 24th, we'll be having worship services in the MPF in the gymnasium there, as we've done before.
Also, October 22nd from 11 to 4, we will be having our blood drive in the gym, so please take note of that on your calendar. As far as other updates go, please do remember to read your bulletin and let us know if you have any questions on what's coming up. For our ongoing prayer list, we look at Steve Groth, our brother in Christ in Sombrota. He still is struggling with that uh, blindness, and we're hopeful to find out more if anything else can be done on that, so please keep him in your prayers. Craig Owens continues to recover there in Florida from a near-death experience in the hospital with the whole idea of uh, he had COVID and was really, really ill at that time, so we pray the Lord would bless him in his recovery. Very grateful for that. Dave Miller still has aggressive cancer. He's the brother to our member, Paula Stelter. He lives in Fond du Lac, so a prayer request for him. Tim and Laura Schaller, we've been praying for little Lila. I heard news that Lila might have gone home with her family, so that would definitely be good news. And hopefully soon, little Addie, pastor and Rachel Nauman's daughter, will hopefully also be able to go home soon from that long time in the hospital for the last two, three months. So keep all these individuals in your prayer. I'm sure sure there's plenty more things to be praying for. The Lord knows all those things. If you ever have prayer requests, please do let us know. This brings us to our doctrine of the day. In connection with the Genesis 2.24, I thought it would be nice to talk a little bit more about the Sixth Commandment as we've been going through the series on the Ten Commandments. And when we look at the Sixth Commandment, I think the main two things that are often highlighted are adultery and fornication. First of all, when the Sixth Commandment itself we are reminded to not commit adultery. Luther explains on this a little bit more, what does this mean? We should fear and love God that we live a pure and decent life in words and actions, and that husband and wife love and honor one another. So I mentioned in connection, what does God protect in this commandment? He does protect marriage. He, he protects what it is and, and how he arranged it. As we look back to Genesis 2.24, the man shall be joined to his wife. So he indicates what marriage is and identified as there. And he also points to what he protects as far as that relationship. Adultery, we know, is, is cheating on one's spouse. And that would be breaking the vow and promise that someone makes in a marriage as far as being faithful to their spouse. And ultimately, adultery, as we see that uh, breaking of that promise, the Lord also uses that word adultery in Old Testament times to talk about the spiritual idolatry, adultery, and idolatry of the children of Israel. So when the children of Israel went after other gods, in a way they were cheating on the Lord, the one true God that had delivered them out of Egypt and from captivity and had been with them. And so he compares that adultery as going after another one that you had not made promises to, not made vows to. So you can think of adultery in that sense, too. You're not being faithful to your promises, not being faithful to the one you said you were going to be faithful to. Fornication is a little bit different, as we might consider adultery as of those who have been married or have made the promise. Uh, fornication would be those sexual sins of those who are not married. So anyone that's not yet been joined together by the Lord in marriage would be guilty of fornication. Hebrews spends... Uh, a little bit of time talking about this. I think there's a great verse where ultimately Hebrews 13 verse 4 says, Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God will judge. So the first part of that speaks to the sixth commandment. Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled. So we should not dishonor God's institution of marriage, whether it be the heterosexual, unrepentant sin of living together before you're married and acting like husband and wife when you're not, that would be true for heterosexual or homosexual, not honoring what marriage is, and 
not honoring what God has designed for marriage between a husband and wife. And then that bed being undefiled would be not doing it appropriately, not following God's rules and laws for marriage appropriately. And ultimately, fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. So a lot of times I think Christians get a, a bad rap because they're like, oh, you're judging me, but look at yourself. It's owning up to our sin. It's confessing that sin. It's repenting of that sin and desiring not to continue in those things because God will judge, not because we want to judge one another, because ultimately God says he will judge fornicators and adulterers, whoever that might be. And so we all are guilty before the Lord, and that's why we need Christ. The sixth commandment directs us back to the Lord. Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, he says very specifically in Matthew 5, you know, it's not just the act of adultery or fornication, but it's even that lust in our heart that is guilty of sin. So we desperately need a Savior, all of us, and we need to turn away from our sin and turn to our Lord and look to him for mercy, forgiveness, and that joy in knowing that we are forgiven and that we can give thanks for what his work means for us on the cross. How should we live then in connection with this? Well, I think Luther's summary is good. We should fear and love God that we live a pure and decent life in words and actions, and that husband and wife love and honor one another. So whether we're married or not, how do we live a pure and decent life? Well, it's abstaining from things that are impure, whether it be pornography or anything that would lead us into lustful thoughts that are contrary to what God would want us to be as his children, as light in the world, reflecting his light. And ultimately, we need strength for the Lord to be pure in these ways. We can't do it without him. And so the Lord shows us that mercy once again and promises that he will bless us with the Holy Spirit and strength to help us overcome temptations and sins and looking out for those temptations before they come, to not let evil corrupt company corrupt our habits and to continue to look for strength from one another and from our Lord to walk that narrow path, to walk that narrow road with the Lord blessing and guiding us. So that's the difficult part about being a Christian, isn't it? It's it's the difficult way. It's not the easy way. The easy part about being a Christian is that the Lord forgives us our sins and lifts those burdens off us. But like Jesus said to the woman caught in adultery in John 6, he says, neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. And so that's the important part that Jesus reminds us. He doesn't want us to continue in sin that grace may abound. Romans 8 talks about that also. And so ultimately, and, and Romans 6 too. So ultimately, it is a tough subject, and it's one that our society has lots of different opinions on, opinions that are constantly changing. But we go back to what the Word of God teaches through His Word. Again, Luther's Catechism gets all kinds of verses on this that reminds us about the Lord wanting us to reflect His light and His truth, as difficult as that might be. There's always more to discuss and try to apply in our day-to-day life. Very difficult. May we just kind of end today praying for the wisdom of the Lord, for the strength to to help us resist whatever sins that might be in our hearts, in our eyes, and ultimately look to him for that joy in knowing of his love that was laid down for us on the cross to give us that desire to want to serve him out of love and respect and joy. May the Lord continue to bless us in this ongoing pursuit of giving him glory in the same way he's glorified us. If you have future comments or questions on this, please do reach out to us here at Emmanuel. We'd like to try to go through more Bible verses and what the Bible says about all these things. And this brings us to our hymn of the day, hymn 790 from the Worship Supplement. Uh, the Tan Worship Supplement is a hymn about marriage, and I love the way it talks about how God blesses that union 
there, as we saw in Genesis 2.24, as we see about keeping that marriage bed honorable and pure, and the marriage covenant itself, also with Hebrews 13, verse 4. These three verses here in this shorter hymn says, Your love, O God, has called us here, for all love finds its source in you. The perfect love that casts out fear, the love that Christ makes ever new. O gracious God, you consecrate all that is lovely, good, and true. Bless those who in your presence wait, and every day their love renew. O God of love, inspire our life. Reveal your will in all we do. Join every husband, every wife, in mutual love and love for you. Amen. Thank you for listening in today to Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Manual Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota. Until next time, may God bless and keep you all. And may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you. Have a great day.